This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm FusinX. Joining me today, we've got Anonymous, Mr. Hello. Animal himself. Uh, we're going to be talking about our PAX East interview, uh, so look forward to that. We've got Aldino. And we've got Zanidra, who is now the. Are, are we are we settling on on Asprod? Is that is that what we've Our, determined? Because I never agreed to like Asprod. <laughs> because you have to prod everybody to. So so short story. Uh, you may notice if you're a regular listener um, that it's been a while since our last episode, uh, and that's because I've been super busy with work. I've had a lot of deadlines, um, and just IRL stuff has been just crazy. So. Uh, Zanidra is going to be picking up some of that slack now, uh, doing some of the streaming stuff, doing some of the recording stuff, which is going to help me a lot, hopefully. And hopefully we can get on a little bit more of that regular, super tight monthly schedule mm-hmm. that we <laughs> we tried to establish. I'm like, one a month? We could totally do that. Yeah. Piece of cake. No problem. That lasted, what, like... two, two months, I think, before we, mm. we dropped the ball on that. So, so that's yeah. what's going on with that. Um... So today we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We got the live letter. We've got our interview with uh, Ishikawa-san and John Crow. Um, and then uh, because it's been a little while here, we're going to talk about Eureka impressions uh, and everything like that. So let's get into the live letter. But first, yes. we need to we need to to have some words said. Um, so with this live letter, uh, Square Enix changed the way um, that they relay the information to us. This is the the NA side of Square Enix. So. Before, with live letters, they would have a big form thread, right, on the official forums where they would basically big highlight dumps of, okay, here's what's on the live letter, maybe throw in some slides, some images, whatever. Um, and that was great. And for me, as somebody that tries to write this stuff up, it was super easy to go in, grab that text, link it, whatever, and you got a summary. Uh, with this live letter, they're like, we're going to go, we're going to skip the OF, and we're going to go to Twitter, and I'm like, well, that's weird. Um, and that's not great for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously, there's the character limit. Um, mm-hmm. And then for me, I'm going to have to like go to the, the Final Fantasy XIV Twitter, scroll down, find the first tweet, and then work backwards to, to relay any information. Um, and then, <laughs> this is the funniest part after you've, you've seen what happened today. I was like, they're going to monopolize all these you know, the tweets for this stuff, because there's a lot of people in the community or that run community sites that are posting stuff during the live letter, and so this is going to impede on that. Well, the good news is it didn't. The bad news is it's because Square Enix only posted seven tweets during the entire <laughs> live letter. Um, so th- when they, they announced that they were doing this, they also said that their digests for the live letters, they were going to make sure that those came out quicker. Um, and those were usually at least, gosh, what, a week or more? Yeah. After usually like two weeks or so, it it, it took a long time, um, and I thought, okay, that's maybe reason, a reasonable way to to handle this stuff. Um, except if like it's not posted like right after the live letter, nobody cares because everybody else is already covering it. Um, and I know we were talking today because we were you know when I woke up I saw this and. I'm like, okay, well, we have to try and get all the information to talk about. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at different summaries and stuff. And the problem with this now is um, 
you know, I know me and me and Aldino were talking and, you know, I was looking at one summary from uh, Nova Crystallis, shout out to Nova Crystallis. Um, mm-hmm. And that was missing like two or three pieces of information that another summary had. So instead of Square Enix providing their own summary of their own informative stream, we have to rely on multiple other community sources now, um, which don't, you know, which not to bash these these other sites, right? But may have inaccuracies, may not be complete. Um, and so it's spreading information. It's not getting all the information out there, um, even from, you know, official sources. And I, it's, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And I, you know, I don't know how Square Enix works internally. I know that the people over there, you know, they're great people. I know a lot of them over there, but there's gotta be a better way to do this. Um, just, you know, take the slides from the live letter, type them up schedule a post for right after the live letter ends at the bare minimum like you guys should have that text available to you like that should be a Mm -hmm. Mm non-issue um obviously some things are said in passing right like obviously some you know some things may be casually you know thrown out there during the live stream and that's fine um and you know if if something doesn't get picked up it's not the end of the world but to not have a lot of this stuff like going through the tweets they're like okay you know here's the name of the patch and stuff um, here's a couple things. They don't mention a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, and then they don't even have that great, like, there's the, the one post, it's like, oh, like, the companion app is coming. Okay, that's all they say. Like, they're, we're, you're not gonna say coming, coming soon, there's no reference of a date or time frame. Like, it's just, and that, that's what I was worried about with the Twitter character limit, was that kind of stuff. Um, but piled on with the fact that there's only they, they tweeted seven tweets with information. It's like I don't know. There's there's got to be a better way, and it's it's I it's disappointing that they can't accurately cover their own information. Like there's there's no reason that we should have to be waiting yeah. for for this kind of stuff from them. I mean, at bare minimum, post the slides. Yeah, it like, shouldn't it's, fall I don't to. Know us to do you know like correct to try yeah and i mean collate everything and, into one right and that's and that's the problem i mean there's a lot of good sources that you know like we mentioned nova nova crystallis um mm-hmm. but there's a lot of sites uh the subreddit does their own like live translation yeah. and stuff as well but the problem awesome. is is you have to have somebody translating all of this in real time stuff gets mm-hmm. missed and then you have multiple sources that you kind of have to put together in order to get the whole picture and even then, there could be some inaccuracies, something, you know, somebody misspoke or something was heard wrong. Um, so there's just got to be a better way. And the fact that this has been a thing, like, forever, like, there's always something they could do better. Um, and then we were okay with the official forum stuff. Like, that was going decent. Um, but now we don't even have that. So that mm-hmm. kind of sucks for me. Like, in all honesty, I don't know if I'm going to write this live letter up for Gamerscape. Because it's going to be such a hassle going around in order to get a full, comprehensive, accurate summary posted. Because the information is all over the place. Um, I used to just post the, the official forums. And that you know that made my, my job a little easier. Um, which, you know, again, we don't get paid for, for doing this stuff, right? So I'm trying to, you know, using my free time to do this. Meanwhile, Square Enix has employees. They have localization. Yeah. They have translators. They have community team. And we can't even get like the basic information out of them 
So I just, again, I don't know the internal workings. I know, like, all the people over there are awesome people. There's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get out of that and actually talk <laughs> about the live letter. Yes. Um, but I looked at the outline this morning. The very first thing at the top is rant on live letter. And as like, soon oh, as I, like, I, woke up, I woke up, like, kind of mm. early today, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the live letter. Like, I'll check Twitter. I'm like, I, like, I'm expecting to have to go through, like, this flood of tweets, oh, and yeah. there's, like, seven. And I was like, ooh, all right. Uh, That's, like, the opposite okay. of what I expected. I was worried <laughs> they'd be tweeting too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, not so much. Um, patch 4.3, under the moonlight. What you need to do is apply for that job. <laughs> I'm not moving to Cali. I don't, I'm good where I am. You I, don't need to got be in California job. for that. Yeah, you do. You got the internet. Just, yeah, you do. They, they want you there. So. You tweet anywhere. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> uh, patch 4.3 is being called Under the Moonlight. It'll be coming late next month in uh, late May. Um, mm. Obviously, it's going to have new main scenario quests, which will be the conclusion for Doma for 4.x. Um, there will be more side quests for the Four Lords. Probably not a trial, which mm. uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, more Hildebrand. We're getting uh, Disciple of Land and Hand Beast Quests uh, with the Namazu. Hooray. Yay. And uh, uh, there's going to be a side quest regarding the reconstruction of Doma. Mm. So probably stuff with the Enclave. I'd like to see them rebuild the castle at some point. That'd be awesome. I feel like it was such a bummer to have that really cool castle, and then Mm. they just demolished it, and it just stayed demolished. (laughs) Um, Oh, well. Um, yeah. as far as battle content goes, uh, our new dungeon here, we're going to have the Swallow's Compass. Um, you guys will notice this is that, uh, is it, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not a burial site, right, Anwell? It's just like a tribute to one of the old, like, kings or whatever. Oh, yeah. I remember it being Ganon's tomb. I don't know if you, like, if it's a, a burial tomb, tomb or like a memorial tomb, mm-hmm. but I, I do know that it was referred to as... I think it might actually be his burial site. Tomb was the word I was looking. Yeah, I can't remember, but it's it's basically that you know if you go out to Yangsha, there's that kind of like stone, like guy right, and in, in in the cliffside, um, which is already kind of like semi reminiscent of like Ralgir's Reach, right, with like the giant statue of yeah. Ralgir. Um, and we've gotten uh, one picture from the uh, Swallows Compass dungeon, and it reminds me too much of. <laughs> the 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 Ralgir dungeon um if this is just like going on the edge of like a cliffside and fighting stuff i'm gonna be super disappointed because it seems similar. too similar i just like yeah. there's like oh this is cool we're gonna go to this dungeon and the one image they show and it's like i feel like i've seen this before like all right yeah so. and it, it also reminds me of the the story dungeon in that same area, you know, like, of course it's in the same area, but it's like, can we get yeah. some more variety? You know, I th- it's, I it's weird because I, I can understand where there might be some like overlap, right? Because obviously if it's mm-hmm. in this area, it's going to have yeah. a similar like tile set or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just like, just this, this one shot looks, it reminds me way too much of the Rogers reach dungeon. So, obviously, it's just the one shot, so hopefully we'll see some more. Hopefully, there will be some cool interior stuff, um, so we'll have that coming. Uh, there's going to be a new trial, uh, complete with its own extreme version. Uh, details are being kept a secret for now, 
so speculate, speculate, speculate. Um, I'm assuming it's probably going to have to do with the Doman storyline. Right, because uh, my... I believe 3.3 was Nidhogg, right? I think story mode extreme. I want to say it was. was. It was it close. 3.3? Was 3.3 Revenge of the It was nearby. I forget. But, you know, it's kind of that mean yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming it would be Doma related. Um, the other mm. possibility... Uh, mm -hmm. If we are getting more Hildebrand, that would they be could cool. be bringing back uh, a Gilgamesh and uh, Yojimbo trial or something. Maybe, I will maybe we'll finally, that. maybe we'll finally get that Gilgamesh trial with the, the with the the, the parody weapons. weapons. Yes, <sighs> one of these days it's gonna happen. Oh. It's gonna be great. It's just Pazuzu Extreme. It's fine. Let's <laughs> um, turn to Evilise. <laughs> the next the next 24 alliance raid area is the Ritterana lighthouse um so for mm. those of you who don't know what that is um this was the Ritterana cataract from <laughs> final fantasy 12 um and if you were one of those crazy completionists for final fantasy 12 the Ritterana coliseum is where you got to fight yasmat um mm. so i'm gonna put my money down right now and guess that yasmat's probably gonna be a part of the so. Ritterana lighthouse um <laughs> it, it makes sense uh, Deep Dungeon. What were you saying? Oh, no. I was just going to say, I wonder what the gear is going to look like from it. You know, is it still going to be more tactics or is it going to be more 12? I mean, they're kind of similar, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think they showed any gear for this uh, no, this time yet. around. Um, we finally got our Deep Dungeon for Stormblood, as everybody and their mom guessed. It is Heaven on High out there in the Ruby Sea. Um, for level 60 plus, uh, there's going to be 100 floors for it, um, for solo and light party. Uh, floor 31 and up uh, are going to be designed as high-end challenges for light parties. So there you go. There's your, your deep dungeon. Um, and if that's not enough for you, patch 4.3 is also going to have Eureka Pagos added, mm -hmm. uh, which in Greek is like Mountain Peak, Rocky Hill. Uh, it's a snow area. Mm -hmm. uh, which is which is funny because I know I know I know you were you and me were talking before this you were saying people were like super upset about that. Oh, because it was like okay, cool, it's Eureka, but less green. It's like yeah, but you can yeah, see cool. all the other areas around, but Eureka, less you, like, green. Go... Like who cares? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, like someone speculated a while ago that we were going to get you know Anemos, Pagos, and then there's a whole list of them, you know, for mm -hmm. each element. So. I mean, it's yeah. expected, you know? It makes sense. It's just, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when ARR was coming out, people were complaining about the grass, and they were excited for, like, Corthos being a snow area. And now uh, they're like, no, 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 forget snow. We want more green areas. <laughs> <laughs> My, Actually, how the I, times have changed. After all that heavens where I think I'm, I'm kind of still done with snow. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's that's the, uh, there you go. The, uh, you know what people look, are look as about. long as as long as pagos has a sky bear somewhere i don't care they can do whatever they want <laughs> i also spend a lot of time in shadow though so i'm pretty biased <laughs> one of the enemies oh, sky bear pagos should be sky bear oh yeah it'd be great it should be is sky bear up well, i don't know look up is my favorite that's that it's not uh, pazuzu just invites pagos. way more bear sky bear is sky bear up right <laughs> <laughs> oh my no. gosh my favorite theory so far is that this is pulling from, um, God, what was it? Uh, Mystic Quest, I think oh, was the yeah, name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. we might only get the, the standard four elements and leave 
Um, well, no, because ice is here. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if they would do all six. I mean, there's definitely yeah. inspiration from Mystic Quest since Pazuzu was from Mystic Quest, so. Right. Yeah, I think the ice one was Boreas or like the ice golem. Those are the two that I can remember. I don't mm -hmm. remember any other like, you know, like super ice boss. Isn't our horse uh, from Shiva named Boreas? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe they won't yeah. Use that. So maybe oh. that's why they didn't use that for this one. Mm, maybe. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, they have changed the names of stuff before, like in Crystal yeah. Tower. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, eh, nobody noticed the know. horse's name. Whatever. Yeah. I feel. I feel like since that Cody's probably like doubled down on his efforts to not have to retcon names like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, if you interesting... come to me and say we have to change this one more time. Uh, um, the interesting thing to me is that I guess the next slide letter is when we get like how it works. Because, you know, I'm assuming mm -hmm. 20 more levels, you know, more yeah. uh, Confluence stuff, you know, more Fate I think train. they, That's they fun. talked about, um, like, hunts or something, I think, was something that was mentioned. Oh, right. That they were they thinking about doing. Away from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just rip it right away from you. They were talking about pop <laughs> NMs, too. Like, having items to pop Ugh. in one of the summaries that I read. Of course, you know, subject to change, but... Right. Yeah, I'm really That's... curious. And, well, I mean... <laughs> We'll we'll get into this in a little bit when we talk about Eureka, but I'll I'll be really <laughs> yeah. curious to see um, how it changes from Anemos and and mm -hmm. to ask at some point, you know, if if these changes were based on Anemos feedback or if they plan to have these changes all along or yeah, you know, how that kind of change. I think that'll be interesting to to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. We've got our new ultimate fight, the Minstrel's Ballad, the Weapons Refrain, which mm -hmm. is going to be against <laughs> Ultima Weapon. Uh, this will be in four point three one. Um, yeah. And they've said that it will be shorter in length than the final coil. Which is cool. So, I think the final coil was like 15 minutes. I forget. I forget. Yeah, it's a long. Uh, it's a long fight when you consider like how much you're gonna have to restart, mm -hmm. and you know with the learning curve and stuff like that. But I mean, also presumably, right? Ultimate weapon is just one boss instead of three, so yeah. it shouldn't be. As nah, long. they're gonna change it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm hoping phase one is just like versus Gaius again to kind of oh, soften man. everyone up for his return. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Awesome. This is exactly. inevitable. <laughs> his inevitable return. It's just that reminder. It's like, hey, remember Gaius? He was pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fingers fingers crossed. Really, really, it was you entirely that had them bring him back to the fight. They're just like, please stop asking. Here he is. I just can't wait in game to see the ultimate. Ultima weapon weapons. That's that's a fun sentence. Whoa. Ultimate ultima weapon weapons. Like what? <laughs> I'm gonna wow. call that. Yeah. The that's, U -W -W? That's, it's a yeah. WWW. Yeah. Oh my god. god. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's oh, fine. W -W. Um some other stuff we're getting. Uh, adjustments are coming for Dark Knight, Astrologian, and Samurai. I feel like I, Samurai's probably not getting any utility, so No. <laughs> it's probably it's probably just samurai. damage adjustments or something. Yeah. Um We're getting some HUD adjustments for the feast, um, uh, and a revision of the Crystal Tower map for that. Uh Frontlines, this is kind of interesting. You're gonna have a daily campaign rotation to get better matchmaking. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. You can only do so shatter nice. so many hundreds of times I, exactly yeah i mean this is something they've <laughs> they've needed to do for a while mm -hmm. i think we need to just have just pvp roulette 
Yeah. Right. Just once a day, it just puts you into something, whatever, mix it up. It's like, you know, um, when, when I was playing, uh, Star Wars Old Republic, you would join Mm -hmm. the PVP queue and then you would get like either like one of the two battlefields or like hut ball. (laughs) And so maybe, maybe by 4.5, it'll be like, okay, you get like shatter, you get rival wings or you get blitz ball. You don't know. I was sign up for the roulette. We'll just, we'll just see what happens. (laughs) Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. To see. Wouldn't it be awesome if um, they don't announce it and just randomly in matchmaking you get blitzball and everyone's like, "Wow, what do I do? <laughs> How do I play this? I don't understand." The secret the secret to the PvP queue is that the other things actually are already in it. They just need so many people for shatter. Everybody always gets shatter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah. No. Uh, items converted into the glamour dresser will be able to be reclaimed. Hooray. Which is really awesome because they were like so adamant about not being able to get mm-hmm. this stuff back when this came out. And like that made me super reluctant to like want to put anything in it. Uh, yeah, same. It seems, yeah. It seems like they were scared about like um, one of the things one of the summaries said is that when you take it back out, it won't have the name of the creator in it anymore if it's crafted. Mm-hmm. I think they were a little bit worried about that but i mean honestly whatever that's fine yeah where are you gonna store that, that when you destroy it i don't know so whatever you can put yeah, your I wedding clothes on the ground as long as you don't ever get unmarried you can go buy them again hmm. yeah that's the other thing too a lot of the stuff you can you can repurchase so it's not a huge deal if you uh if you toss it or throw it in the glamour dresser or whatever but i mean there's there's some stuff and i'm glad that they they coupled it with like the armoire how they did mm-hmm. yeah um but it's yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird system. I still want my glamour dresser in my house though, and I feel like it's because that, <laughs> that would be nice. coupling that they haven't been able to do that. I feel mm-hmm. like whatever system that mm-hmm. is, that's probably whatever. I want to ask about that if we don't have that by the next time I I sit down with Yoshida. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's just, that's really aw. cool. I'm just glad I don't have to manually glamour my headpiece over and over again because I had oh. the um I have like the dated magnifiers from 1.0. Mm-hmm. It's like apply glamour plate and then do the face. Oh yeah, I have a, right. like one or two dated. I think I have like dated sheepskin boots or something. Like it's random. Um, I have a dated skirt in every color. Wow, <laughs> you're like great. So 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 fashionable. That's right. Uh, Can't get those anymore. The end game. No. I also have um, a pair of the glasses with the green lenses. Can't get those anymore. Hmm. Not that I that, want yeah. those. Sorry. You need to just walk around town. Oh, those are so cool. Where'd you get them? 1.0. <laughs> I get that every so often with like my, my sort of Eorzea title. People are like, oh, where'd you get that? I'm like, a long, long time ago in a game version far, far away. Uh, Something that was destroyed. IFC made fun of me mercilessly when I made those glasses, too. Mine have the red lenses. And at the time, the only other thing you could do with a red lens was to make this Alembic that was like 3 million gil. And I was like, no, I want the glasses. And like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. Now who's laughing? Right? Um, Adventure Squadron NPC's appearance can be changed with the dresser now. So if that's, that's, awesome. if that's something you want to do. Uh, performance is going to get five new animations and more high quality sounds. Or higher quality sounds. Uh, right. So it looks like they'll be improving those a little bit. Cool. Um, houses are getting a couple things. They're getting a guest book. 
Um, so you can leave messages for people, or you can see messages that's from people. Cool. Apparently, there's like a like button. So I, that's I don't know. Like I'm indifferent. Like I don't think that's. I look at other people's houses all the time. And some of them are so good. I look up the person's name to be like, wow, your house is so great. And they're not online. Mm. I just see, I'll see like crazy house stuff on Twitter. Like I don't just go around in like other people's houses. That feels weird to me. I just want to know like what the limitations are. Like how are they going to stop anybody from just like flooding a house and everybody leaving like hundreds of messages that are just like an ASCII dong? Yeah, exactly. I was th- I was thinking the exact same thing when you started talking that. Yeah, yeah. It's just you just open your book and it's just like, oh, so they don't like my house, or yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to be careful because you know there'll also be people like, give me your house, you know, like, you know, just harassment. So they'll have to police that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that how that works. Um, mm-hmm. There's also gonna be a mannequin feature um, that's gonna be interesting. Finally. It'll be Yes. Links to the market board somehow. I, yeah. I didn't see a lot of details on this. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of this information, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned earlier, is coming from the, the Nova Crystallis write-up. Um, yeah. So it, it, and again, because of just the craziness of covering live letters now, may or may not be accurate, may or may not have all the information. Um, mm-hmm. But they say that the mannequin feature, they're intending it for it to be used for like roleplay stuff, but like whatever, it's up to, to the players how they want to use it. So I'll be yeah. curious to see how that works. Um, we're getting duty roulette raids, uh, which is going to have Alexander fights in it. Yeah, and it's all normal. You know that's cool. Yeah, yeah, all normal stuff. So more tombstones, hooray! <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's that not better like be poetics. Some good points. Oh yeah, it has to be. Yeah, more poetics. Yay. Say hopefully it's not poetics. Yeah, more at least. poetics. Now it's got to have a, a Mendacity Award. Just a little yeah. one. Just at least. right. Just give me, give me like five, ten, whatever. Doesn't have to be a lot. Just, just something Maybe. of a tome that I'll actually use would be preferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, new custom deliveries client is going to be added. I forgot all about that stuff. I haven't done that for a while. Oh, yeah. I need to to get get back on that. Uh, and we're also going to get cross world link shows. Oh. I can finally yeah. talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty Cross awesome. World Gamerscape Link Shell. It's ha- it's it's going to be a thing. We're doing it. Yeah. We're on different uh server sets. Well, right. well not you, but but me and me and Moose will will be chatting oh, no. the storm. Not us. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. just no. I mean, you guys can make one for oh, for sure, what are you yeah. on Aether, right? Uh Aether, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have we'll have I an Aether one, we'll have a primal of... one. He's a couple of people on Aether. Mhm. <laughs> there's a few. There's a few people in there. There's the at least like five. Them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a handful. There's of at least watching. five, maybe more. <laughs> uh, we don't have you know the what? exact numbers, but I don't have any more link shell slots. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I, have... I I do, and if I don't, I'm sure that I could probably drop like any of them. <laughs> I think I have one link shell. So um. <laughs> so many of mine are just not active like at all. It's terrible. Right. Um, <laughs> Speaking of cross-world link shells, something else that they finally revealed to us is the Final Fantasy XIV Companion app that Mm -hmm. they've been talking about since, oh gosh, what, forever? Yeah. Forever, ever? Um, So there's a lot of people are on the fence with this because there's a a free plan and then there's a premium plan. 
mm-hmm. and god forbid people have to spend money on anything right yeah. so here's here's how this works so with the app on the free plan uh you'll be able to chat with other players and you can schedule events um I, i'm curious to see if people actually use that feature or not because would... it feels like like the lodestone like setup thing like all over again yeah. right the game comes out like look at all these tools we have and like anybody that has a group or link shell is like that's great i already have my own website and this will never be used <laughs> right yeah. so we'll see we'll see maybe maybe it'll get a i boost feel like it with, would be useful for like statics with people that you don't know well enough to give your phone number to sure or so like, yeah. If you're late and they want to know where you are or remind you to show up, then they Could just be. ping your phone. Yeah, you don't, you know, don't have to give phone numbers out. Uh, you know, there are, you know, there's some sort of enrollment, you know, that's cool. We'll see, yeah. Um, you're also going to be able to organize your inventory and armory chest, which is cool. So if you need to, to move stuff around or if, you know, if you're at work and you don't want to work, you can be like, you know what, I could really go for like... <laughs> merging my stacks into 999 that i never did i'll just like i don't need to do this project right now for work it's fine i'll just i need to i need to stack all my crafting mats that's more important. <laughs> right now night i really soon you'll be able to do a, that yeah. slightly <laughs> off topic but i love that he's holding a little tome it's so cute oh yeah and the the little yeah coyote i want that emote like i want that to be an emote i'm gonna talk about like, my earphone yeah, I, maybe it not should an come with, It phone. should come with if you if you if you're like the premium, it should let you do that. That would just be cool. Hold it up for or like have it be like an idle pose or something that could rotate in. Like, yeah, like you don't have to put a screen on it. I don't know how tombstones actually work. <laughs> you know, like, probably not like you're just like <laughs> yeah, probably. Not. I, it's it's funny because like the I think the general idea right is that it's almost like a USB drive. So it's like yeah. you're just holding a USB stick. You're just looking at it. You're like, what are you doing? Organizing my inventory. Okay. Alright, buddy. <laughs> Give me some of that high elegant summoner book stuff where you just plug in a tombstone, you know, that'd be cool. There you go, yeah. The, the <laughs> high elegant summoner pad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the the A pad. <laughs> Why would but if you, you want this? if you want the if you want the A pencil though, that, that costs that's an extra fee. If you actually write in the tome, <laughs> summoning—you don't even want to get into the microtransactions for summoning with the with the a tome. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to peruse the market board. So that's cool. It's like it's, mm-hmm. as soon as they said that, I was like, "That's when it starts to get a little worrisome, right?" With like, yeah, people starting to dig into code and trying to hack things. You're like, "Okay, so hopefully that'll be there won't be any issues with that." Um, and of course, with that, you'll be able to sell uh, and buy items for the market board now. If you want to pay five bucks, you get access <laughs> to all that stuff, as well as um, doubled saddlebag capacity. And then you'll be able to also manage your saddlebag and retainer inventories. And you'll also get an additional retainer, which, if you're like super omni crafter person, means instead of nine retainers, you can now have a max of ten. Um, which is I a think big that's deal. A- and I think that's also an interesting way to try and incentivize the, the premium plan purchase, right? Because mm-hmm. right now you're paying a couple bucks for a retainer, but for a few bucks more, you can keep yeah. that retainer and then get this premium functionality. Yeah. Um, and now you ever, 
Mm-hmm. Did they confirm whether or not you actually get the retainer or just the ability to hire another one? Because that was different depending mm. on which summary I read. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I assume it probably comes with a retainer. I'm hoping so. Like I mean, the ability seems... the ability to if you're paying five bucks, the ability to then pay two more bucks for another retainer seems really stupid. Right. Wow. For someone who's already giving them money for retainers, it seems like a, a really easy upsell for them to make. But if it yeah, only right. applies to people who already have eight or nine of them I don't think that'd it be would. Weird. I think yeah, I wouldn't think I think so. it actually does. Um in the in the Reddit uh Discord, mm-hmm. there's a, a section that's like Yoshi P really wanted to stress that this means that the slot's open, not that it's paid for, or something like that. I can't and this check is it. why Square Enix needs to do a better job of relaying their exactly. own information. <laughs> if any of you have the Reddit, you can go look really quick. I can't look because of yeah. video. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, somehow you'll get another retainer. Maybe you pay more for it. Maybe you don't. Um, they'll just have to figure out when they actually come out with the app. Um, we don't have a date for the app. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that they're still doing testing. Uh, they're having some problems with it on Android and stuff. But it's, you know, we've seen some images and stuff. So it's definitely a thing. Um, it exists. Uh, it's it's far along now. Um, I'm a little confused by this coconut thing. Yeah, like, this it is, seems like it's going to limit thing. your so th- transactions. It gets it gets weird, right? Like I don't complicated. It's so weird. They're like, how can we make this app more like a, like an app? They're like, let's add some weird like microtransactiony token bullshit. Right. So, like, so if you're already paying five dollars and you have to pay more money to actually then use the market board, what the? It, it see, and, and here's where it gets weird, right? Because it depends on how much you're selling, right? So, so the way this is gonna work is they're gonna have daily login bonuses for this app, which it seems this isn't a gotcha game. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So you get a you get a coupon. I mean, you're every saying day, that, right? But <laughs> you get a coupon every day. If you're a premium, if you're on the premium plan, you get two coupons every day, and you'll be able to hold. A greater number of couponuts. First off, there shouldn't be a limit to how many couponuts you can hold if that's the way yeah. they're handling this. That's stupid. Um, additionally, if you don't have enough couponuts for whatever reason, you can buy Moogle coins. Um, Moogle coins, and I guess therefore couponuts, they are used seemingly when you want to put items up for sale or when you want to make a purchase for them from the market board. That's really, really weird, and I, I think yeah. it was, I think you, Aldino, were, were saying it might be to help prevent the servers from just getting completely swarmed with, right, the data from those kind of requests. Which I can understand them wanting to to put yeah. a bit of a, a, a you know, restrict that a little bit, yeah. but I don't know if this is the way to do that. This seems yeah. really weird because it's like, easy. You want mm-hmm. it easy. <laughs> My first thought was that it was to prevent people from like going ham when the patch mm-hmm. notes go up and buying up oh, everything sure. that was like mm-hmm. in the you know because mm-hmm. then you know it's one quick point. person could flood with command. I mean, I'm pretty sure that would be a way to exploit it too. Like yeah. if you could find so a they way could just to shut down the app things. services like after patch notes go up or something. You know, yeah. I don't know. There's it's it's a weird, it is weird. concept. They're gonna have to be careful because you know with those gotcha games, there are people who, you know kind of uh exploit to get you know infinite resources and if you do that here then you have infinite transactions which isn't that big of a deal unless you're abusing it to try and take the servers down or something like yeah that. i mean that's that's the thing i mean gosh i, I still remember back in 
it was either 1.0 or early ARR where there was some kind of a hack that would, um, it was like making people buy stuff off the market board without their knowledge. That was an early ARR. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about that, and now you have an app that has the ability to access the market board, access your retainers, and, uh, do you know buy stuff or sell stuff it's just like this yeah. is just asking for somebody to come in here and completely destroy it you know what i mean i mean i hope it doesn't happen but yeah I really <laughs> this um, is just so... it's another avenue that people could um use to uh, mess with yeah i'm sure yeah. we just need to know the design principle because like i was laughing yeah. at shuri on twitter because he's like I mean, now you can buy microtransactions in the premium version of an app for the game you play a sub for. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, we're going to be getting Ultima Ultima Weapon Weapons. <laughs> Ultima Ultima Weapon Weapons. Um, That's hard to say. <laughs> it really is. I'm going to practice oh it. It's an answer you asked about the retainer slot. So I looked it up yeah, yeah. from their summary, and it says, yes, it is. it increases the retainer limit to 10. You do not get a free retainer because of it. You well, can dumb. employ up to 10. Yeah, I know. Like, no. what? So it that's... only applies to people who have already bought all of their retainers. Right, exactly. It's, it's How many weird. of these people are there? I've, I would love to see the numbers on that, yeah. Probably not... more people than have tackled the ultimate battle content, is my guess. If you but... oh, heck yeah, get yeah. full retainers... It uh-huh. costs you more than playing the game. Yeah, it does. So we're the same as, depending on your rate. I'm glad that they didn't gouge us on the features that the app has, but this means that they're basically relying entirely on people having loss aversion to the saddlebags, which I, right. I guess is a fair bet. I mean, look at mm-hmm. look at Reddit. Every time something is less than optimal, there's like a rampage. Yeah. And I mean, this, this this reminds me a little bit too of when the security tokens came out for Final Fantasy XI. If you got the, the the token, you would get a whole additional thing of inventory. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in, in fourteen, you get I think it's just like the free teleport, free teleport or whatever, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, I don't. It's it's weird. That if, that was also a one time purchase versus this is yeah, presumably yeah, five dollars a month, right? A month. It's a monthly fee for this app, and and the fact that it, if if it if this is right and it doesn't have like the retainer included that's just like what like that that idea on top of the microtransactions just to like list and sell stuff is ridiculous to me like yeah like i mean mean, don't get me wrong like there's a lot of crazy people out there they will make money off of this oh yeah but it's weird like i i would like you totally you need that retainer to be free to come with the premium to incentivize people to spend three extra bucks a month I don't understand, like, if, if that's not how it is, like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I hope that is just mistranslation or something. Yeah. Uh, I think the best thing about the premium plan to me is that, you know, you can manage retainer inventories, but you can also transfer from retainer to retainer. Like, have them both open and be like, oh, I want to move this to this one and move that to that one. Give me that in the game. I hate having to take things off of them and then put them back yeah. on. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, again, there's there's no date. There's no like obviously right. the live letter was talking about patch four point three. Mm-hmm. Presumably, they would want the app to launch somewhere in four point three, but we don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe they mentioned it on the live letter, but all we had from from Square Enix on the Twitter was like, "Here's the app." 
Okay. Right. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Just we need details, guys. Please. Yeah. Um and so that is that is it for the live letter. Um there was some stuff they announced uh that's coming up. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show with some announcements, but um yeah, all in all, I mean, I'm excited for 4.3. It sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff. I think the thing that yeah. surprises me the most is we're not getting another uh four lords trial. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean they, they had a screenshot. I think it was showing Genbu. Yeah. It's like, we already fought Genbu. Like, he should be checked off already, right? You know, on the yeah. on the list. So, I don't know where they're going with that. It seems... Uh, he, like, I hope they just don't He was, like, delegate, protecting like, the area, right? And we were yeah, like, nah, psh, we're good. We're here. It's fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll just fight Genbu it. again. Yeah. And it's just one of those weird, like, phased fights where it's just like, yeah, it's a quest, and you fight him, and that's it. And it's not really anything... Let me find this image I don't know. Yeah, because so it was like a red gimbu, if I remember correctly. I mean, the the other the other thing now that comes to mind though is because you know when we started the Four Lords quest, we're like, okay, so there's four, and then there's like that fifth one, right? Mm-hmm. I forget what the, what the what the hell his name was. It's not oh. Kieran. I'm thinking I'm thinking Eleven mindset, but it's like yeah. some like big dragon or something. Yeah. Um, and so you know, in my mind, it's like okay, so we already fought Genbu, so that's one. Bayako was two, so then we should have in theory, three more trials. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, now with this patch, we're not getting a Four Lords trial. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's been some talk about how, you know, 4.x might go longer or shorter exactly. than we've had patch cycles before. That for but now sure? it's like, who knows? No, what for sure. Do we know it's not going to be a Four Lords thing? Because we are getting something. Yeah. And they're not telling us what it is. He said he said it's not going to be related to, to Four Lords. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. Really Maybe weird. we. I mean, get we it. have a fan fest coming up too, so we know yeah. there's going to be a new expansion, right? So it's like, yeah. what's what's going on here? It's yeah. Weird. Maybe maybe it will be longer than normal, or maybe there'll be a weird double fight. I mean, they could, I suppose. I don't know. Hmm. Double. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, so that is it for the live letter. Uh, last weekend, Anwil had the chance to go out to Boston and attend PAX East, uh, and he sat down with Natsuko Ishikawa and John Crow, uh, in Didn't... what I think is a really, really, really good interview. Like, there's, this was like a super yeah. interesting interview. It's not like one of those where it's mm-hmm. like with Yoshida and it's just like random questions that like everybody's <laughs> just been wanting to know for a long time. It's just like, it's really, it's like an interesting kind of insight to the, the process. Um, so Animal, why don't, why don't you take us through this, some of the, the stuff you talked about with them? Sure. Sure. Um, I tried to keep it in a couple sections so that there was like one section that was an introduction to who they are, what they think about the game, what writing for the game is like. And then there was another that was kind of, um, things that they had touched on in the arcs that they'd written and translated just to show like, you know, we actually do know who you are and we care. Um, so Getting started was just, how did you apply uh, to get onto the project for 14? And Crow explored this in the panel. He actually took the job in general yeah. localization randomly, like the whim of an ex. <laughs> and they had <laughs> broken up in the process of him getting hired. Oh, so he seemed, he seemed a little salty about that. <laughs> but he was just kind of uh, ushered right into the job and right on to 14. Um, Ishikawa followed her boss from another company. She had made RPGs in the past, but he came to help rebuild 14 and she followed him here. 
Um, in terms of favorite scenarios and arcs to be assigned, uh, Ishikawa is still really fond of, of Coil because it was her introduction to Alize, and they brought her into the main scenario since then. Yeah, I'm still really fond of Coil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really hard to get over Coil. It was like our first raid experience. It was, yeah. it was the difficulty was tweaked differently. So intertwined with the story. Uh, 1.0 stuff. My, yeah, my yeah. my love for Coil, I think, and I think this is the reason that like people crap on Alexander so much is because it was Coil was so woven in mm -hmm. to even though it was like kind of on the side, it was like such a major part. Of, sure, yeah. of 2.0 and alexander just complained like, oh, there's like, about there's, it so alexander there's a, happened there's a giant robot yeah. castle thing sucking up ether that's probably bad that, that's like all, all alexander was but yeah. then coil it's like oh like we had this dragon and you like totally messed stuff up and oh he's still around maybe we should we should that's bad that's like really bad <laughs> uh so crow is actually really fond of hildebrand because so much of the main scenario is is serious like he likes everything but it's my kind of guy yeah <laughs> but after, after spending so much time translating very serious story, Hildebrand probably seems like a treat. Yeah, I I loved um, watching the panel. You can you can still watch the panel. I think it's uh, Twitch TV slash. I think it's Pax Two, if I, I remember so. right. Um, I so. But I love the way he was talking about this. Um, and he did. You know, they were talking about when you are coming up with like a story idea and stuff. Um, you know, do you want to kind of like keep it? like kind of serious and in the realm of like realism or whatever, or do you want to just go full Hildebrand? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Full Hildebrand. I like that phrase. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were talking, I think it was the, the scene where, um, Lise kicks the Namazu or like punches it and just goes like flying up into the air. I forget the name of the Namazu, but they're like, do we just want to like, have this be just kind of just like whatever or do we want to go full hildebrand and like <laughs> knock that sucker up into the sky yeah, um, so that was really it. cool right <laughs> blasting <laughs> off again <laughs> <laughs> little sparkle in the in the sky there mm -hmm. so in terms of um of the writing process when they're trying to assemble a new expansion it's obvious that there's like a lot of arcs then they're all written by different people and kind of glued together so i asked if there was any conflicts and trying to assemble them or figure out how they're going to go about it and it didn't seem like there was any real conflict about like i want to add this no that's dumb i want to do this that doesn't work with that but it was more along the lines of in order to get everything they want in there they often have to negotiate the order that the events happen in and it's primarily from an angle of what's going to be most fun for the player and Often this can include bringing back an old player, or sorry, an old character, rather than uh, creating new ones and using new ideas, but leaving the old ones hanging. Because there are a lot of characters that have been left hanging that people are mm -hmm. pretty big fans of. Even in 1.0 today, there are leftover characters people want back. I just, I right. just want them to bring back Pissed Pirate. He doesn't need to be important at all. He just needs <laughs> to have the exact same dialogue. <laughs> just like, you know, like, you know, have have like Ali say and Lee's just chilling at the Bismarck, and there's just like an off shot in the background. You just see this guy saying like, you know, wench, bring me another ale. What's that? You're not a wench. Wench, bring me another wench. Just as an off side on the side, just real quick, go to him, have the dialogue, just go back to whatever else was happening. That's all I want. That's all mm -hmm. I want to see happen. I think I've got most of the NPCs that I wanted back. Back. I mean, we got uh, Stallman. Yeah. 
And uh, Otisan was able to bring back Demelio. I think yeah. it's like just, I, I remember uh, when that event went live. Like you were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I think it's just it's Morris sad. from the old Conjurer arc because they never did anything with Amber Scale Rock. They brought it back and just left it there. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Good old Amber Scale Rock. One of these days, I feel like that's that's one of those things that has come up, a, not a lot, but it's come up a, a fair amount. That it's like maybe one of these days. Mm. We'll find a way to to go back. We'll we'll pull out the the the, 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 the lambs of Dalmud. We'll we'll need it for something, or we'll just we'll just throw it all back. And <laughs> these days, we'll we'll get more of the lambs. Mm-hmm. But... So one thing they did. One thing fans always seemed confused about, and that I wanted to talk about a little bit was when exactly localization enters the picture. Like, is is the Japanese text done? Mm. Is is it really a translation, and you're just negotiating the tone, or like when when is it done? And it turns out it's not done until like the last second. Japanese is not set in stone when they first get it. Sometimes Yoshida hasn't even made his checks yet, from which like pretty significant changes can arise. So there's there is a lot of collaborative back and forth. But I mean, it, the general idea is down. That's interesting because I know, uh, you know, a lot of places they'll go through full and then do the english pass and then do german italian you know whatever else so it's kind of interesting that they're all like back and forth in this iterative process i think it shows though i don't know hey yeah. the localization here just feels i don't know it feels better than a lot of their other well not even their other just a lot of other translations looking at you some companies yeah and it's, <laughs> it's really interesting too i mean and again if you if you haven't watched the panel yet go back and watch the panel mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really interesting to watching uh, Ishikawa-san talk about the way that she plans out, um, like mm-hmm. the flow of things. Like she'll have a map where she'll be like, she'll draw out an area and say, okay, this is where this is gonna go. This is the quest here, and then they go from here to there. And it, it was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes sense. I'm, I'm glad like, that if you have yeah. them going too far, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. Yeah. It. It, it was. It was super interesting just to, to see that because this this is one of those things where we haven't really heard from Ishikawa-san before uh, I mean it's only recently where she's been kind of in the spotlight a little bit doing interviews I think uh, Gamescom I think was the first time that she's done interviews with with press um, but yeah it's just it's such an interesting look into into how things work and how things get done so make sure you go watch that panel yeah it's great Seeing how much thought she put into her characters, like how she thought up all sorts of different traits for them and thought about things that weren't even going to come up in the story and really tried to get to know them so that she could plan their actions mm-hmm. in advance. Like that actually led me to axe one question completely off of my interview and replace it with one that I thought was a little pedantic, um, which we'll get back to that one. That one actually kind of went sideways. I was mm-hmm. going to ask... Um, like the Zela on the steps seems surprisingly down with this random outsider just usurping their sacred tournament for personal gain. Like, <laughs> I win. We're gonna go fight the Empire. Everybody leave. But I think I like seeing that she steeps in it so deeply. I think she would have like a very thoughtful answer along the lines yeah. of, you know, the gods must be on the side of this person who won. Like you trust mm. in the gods. So I mean, if if. Yeah. If you trust in the gods and an outsider shows up who's who's not in your best interest, obviously the gods are going to let you smite them. Mm-hmm. So rather <laughs> than empower you, it yeah. was going to be like a it was going to be kind of a, a jokey answer. But seeing how personal she felt about everything, I just 
skip that one entirely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to give you guys an idea of the kind of thought process, I mean, they, she showed us um, some internal stuff that they have um, where it's like, okay, here's a character, and then they'll have, like, backstory of things that may not even be in the game, but it has to exist so that they know mm-hmm. when they're writing things where this character is coming from, what their background is. Um, and they had a couple slides that talked about... Um, I think it was it was the the Doma characters, right? So you had like Yasuyu, Gosetsu, um, uh, I'm like totally yeah. blanking on the other, but yeah, 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 yeah. So they had like all the all the big Doma players, right? And they they ran through a list of like how do they see like relationships? How do they see alcohol? Like <laughs> it was That's really awesome. it, you know yeah. it's it's that those kind cute. of things that like you know, and you think about it like that would have totally had a play in the main scenario because mm-hmm. there's that that scene where you know it's and of course it's like the hamilton reference right where it's like come and have yeah. a drink you know and yeah. okay well well maybe some characters don't drink or maybe some characters drink too much like gosetsu and they turn <laughs> into a whiny little you know like <laughs> it's really interesting to see the level of detail that they put into the backstories for their characters of course we had to ask a question about the uh the lore book mm-hmm. Just one of three credited authors on it, and we know it was stressful for everybody. And that's generally the, sent- generally the sentiment, is that it was very stressful because they have their yeah. usual workload. They're planning the next patch. They're planning the next expansion. They're working on everything that they're usually working on and also making a book. And the book doesn't it's have... It's like, oh, you want, you want extra time for this? No, no, no. You do it alongside <laughs> no. of, on top of I know, This is an else. extracurricular activity. No extra time <laughs> allocation. No extra money for it. It's just yeah. they're working hard to put something together that they think people are going to enjoy. And it's a nightmare <laughs> in the process but afterwards it's very rewarding because you often get people coming up to you saying like oh i read your book blah 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 so she's open to the idea of there being supplements post heaven's word to the lore books but mm. it's it's a pretty stressful process so we'll see when and if and how yeah because i remember it was there was a reference somewhere, I think, from Yoshida saying that they were thinking about a second lore book. Mm. Well, anything uh, that sells, the board is going to be like, yes. Okay. Uh, sure. You don't have to worry about permission. Now you're obligated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they it's, completely it's, it's sold out too. at the US Fan Fest. Yeah. I don't know if they did at the other ones. Right. Yeah. Um, gosh. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. I don't know if they did or not. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I remember they definitely sold out at, at NA because that was the first that was the first time you could get it. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember I remember talking to Koji. It was like right as we got in or something because we were gonna we were gonna talk to him or or something. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, if you need me, I'll be in my hotel room reading my lore book." <laughs> it's like, man. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I can I remember at, at Pax uh, Pax West this past year too. Um, me and the wife we took a, a small trip over to like the the chinatown district and we went to like the the import like the japanese bookstore and right there is the eorzea encyclopedia with you know the awesome. little little sticker on front has koji's name on it and it's just like <laughs> dude that's gotta be so cool like yeah. yeah i mean obviously it's not on the shelves here in in, in north america for mm-hmm. for a few reasons but like to have that in japan like that like that's and, and he's got like there's a that's cd awesome. coming out now the primal cd is coming out soon yes, i can't wait like <laughs> oh it's gonna be so good i got that sucker bought and expedited shipping like 
<laughs> cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, they have. Uh, they're actually going on tour in in Japan, um, and one of their shows is already sold out, which is I'm so pretty, jealous of people crazy. in Japan. Yeah, I'm so jealous. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are we doing? Little little tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> As we joked a bit about their their avatars, um, Ishikawa's autograph is actually it has a little stylized gubu in it, and we noticed that she actually has a gubu in her art too, like the the staff art that they make for them. So it was like, oh, are you are you a big fan of gubus? And she kind of giggled through the whole question, which is like, if you can even recognize what I drew, then I can see you love them as much as I do. I mean, it's a good it's a good picture yeah, of a gubu. Like, it's not like chicken scratch. Like, it's it's pretty good. If if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, we we put we included this image um, in our interview write up. So make sure to go check that out. Gamerscape.com. Um, when the lore book came out, um, Koji was nice enough to help us actually get uh, some books signed from both uh, from from himself, uh, Yoshida, uh, Oda San, and Ishikawa San. And so when we got him back. You just, you have Ishikawa-san, who we, we weren't super familiar with at the time, and it's just, it stood out because it's like Ishikawa-san, and then there's like a Gubu, like right next to it, and we're like, all right. An adorable like little cartoon. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crow, we know, we know how he ended up with the voids, and Koji explained to us a while back that like, he decided that the localization team, you know, they weren't of the realm. They came to the realm, and now they're kind of mimicking the people who are there and speaking to them. So he he became a void scent and made everyone else choose void scent. So Crow, being new to the team, just yeah. uh, kind of grabbed putting off of the list, and they um, he wasn't sure if there was like an old one, and they made him a new one custom. Mm -hmm. But he he was trying to remember that part. But that's basically how he ended up with it. These um, are the three avatars you have to pick from. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, right. taken. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a you have like the nut eater, a sheep, or like Biako. Pick one. <laughs> like, it, right? He says at the end of the day, him and him and the flan are both surly, so he'll take it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we talked a little bit about what goes into releasing a, a new expansion. Um, remember Koji and Soken joked that Heaven's Word was so stressful. They they called it Hell's Word. And um, I remember some forum posts from Crow saying he worked over like 300 hour months. And that's how mm -hmm. some of the typos made it into the game. And it was <laughs> pretty much just as bad with Stormblood. But it gets a little easier to deal with every time. Like the process gets a little more streamlined. It gets a little, you know less complicated there's a fewer hang-ups but it's still just hell but uh i asked what they'd like to bring to 5.0 in their respective areas and i actually expected both of them to talk a little bit about the writing and characterization process and it turns out that that's not what's in the forefront of their mind at all um ishikawa says that it was like a, a big learning process for them that the way they organized the beginning of stormblood led to raubon gate and they want to make sure that nothing like that ever happens again. So they want a smooth, playable experience that doesn't have that kind of bottleneck early in the main scenario ever again. Right. And it, it kind of makes sense when we think about, you know, in the panel and her planning it out, you know, it just, it was just a blind spot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this will be awesome. They'll do this Robon instance and it'll be great and it'll introduce them. But the systems just couldn't, couldn't handle it, you know, like, it, it's pretty cool that she said that right after the panel, you know, where you see that she plans it out. Yeah. 
I'll be curious to see if if they do anything like that again because it's yeah yeah it's you know I can I can see why it happened with Stormblood because it's it's such an earlier quest but even right. if you have it be a later quest I think especially after an expansion launch mm-hmm. you're gonna have everybody kind of flowing through the expansion at you know more or less the same kind of pace right because mm-hmm. you know people take off work or they aren't at work for whatever reason or something (laughs) and so you have like obviously everybody is at different paces but you're going to have a vast majority of people kind of going along the same path so even if they had something like that later i could see it still being an issue so i'll be curious to see um i mean if if that happens or if they just avoid that kind of uh uh content in the msq altogether or Mm. i'm actually since you put it that way i'm actually curious how many people actually do take the day off or the couple right. of days off to do the main story quest because i feel like that's not really feasible for a lot of people yeah. oh, i'm sure I mean, well you know it's it's funny we were talking a little bit about uh before the show uh today we were talking a little bit about uh dragon quest um and in japan it's like a holiday when dragon yeah. quest games come out people take off and yeah it's a big deal over there and then in the west we're like dragon what <laughs> okay questing with dragons all right sure um but yeah i mean i you know i'm sure there's uh, there's not as many people, right? But I'm sure there's there's still a decent crowd that are, you know, taking yeah. off for that or, or patch day or you know something like that. Yeah, I usually take the day after off. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, let them let them worry about getting that emergency maintenance out of the system first, and then uh, yeah, jump into it. So Crow's actually kind of in the same place in the in the development mind. Is he's focused on getting new people in, because as the game goes on longer, I mean, they're still making 11. So they, if you have the same people making the same stuff and being in charge of everything, everything gets put on them. And then the new people don't really get new opportunities. So like a big focus for him is getting kind of spreading it a little thinner, getting more people trained up, getting more people in there and getting them cycled around a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is, this is something too. I mean, even before uh, this interview, I mean, back when, when 1.0 hadn't even released yet, um, Hiromichi Tanaka was talking about, you know, it's time to like bring in some some new blood into these projects mm-hmm. and get some some fresh ideas and stuff like that. Um, I mean, of course, we saw how 1.0 worked out, but uh, I mean that that same kind of idea I think still applies where you want to be, you know, bring it, you know, and especially when you talk about the expansions and how much work goes into those, you want to be able to bring in more people into that that know how the how the the whole process works, so that you don't you know, you kill yourselves just a little bit less because there's mm-hmm. somebody that also knows how to, you know, then can chip in and stuff. So, I mean, attrition is a thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know any of the numbers for the kind of Japanese development, uh, you know, in the video game industry, but I know in North America and, you know, other places worldwide, people are just, you're, you're always hemorrhaging people and you've trained them up yeah. and you've gotten them to be super efficient and then they go and you, you have to get those new people and you have to get them up. Yeah. Of course, the big irony is like the last time we talked about like the rumor mill of what people were thinking and where they were going and what they were excited for. Like a lot of the people that are just coming out of the project had played 1.0 and mm-hmm. remember some of the things that didn't come to fruition and are excited <laughs> to bring back some of those angles that we didn't get to explore properly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember when, when AIR was being worked on, I mean, there was a huge, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the guy but i mean there was a lot of stories of like i mean you look at ishikawa-san and her boss they're like oh Mm -hmm. like you guys are doing this like that's so cool like how do i get involved in this 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to... Was it... Nino Sun? I think he was one of the guys that worked on, like, those, like, trauma center, like, under the knife games. There was, oh, like, yeah. a, a, some kind of stage event years and years ago where he came on and he was talking about how, like, that was happening and he emails Yoshida and he's like, I want in on this. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's still there. I haven't heard anything about him since that event, but um, just so many people wanted to, to get in because it was such an ambitious project. Mm-hmm. This is what I thought was going to be kind of the most interesting part of this section of the interview that would reveal the most about their writing process because Ishikawa authored the Dark Knight quests Hmm. and Crow translated the Dark Knight quests and they're not quite the same there's a different characterization between the two languages in Japanese it's more focused on the warrior of light is repressing these feelings of being sad and lonely and that no one really pays attention to how much they lose in trying to prevent people from losing so much and that they're just they're putting themselves under too much and in English, it's more like they're very embittered by the fact that people just feel entitled to this hero, that they're using them like a weapon and pointing them at all their problems. And it got a little unexpectedly tense for, for a minute because <laughs> they knew that this existed, but they had never explored together why. Um, in fact, in one of the previous interviews, Crow was just like, oh, I, you know, with Dark Knight, I did what I wanted. So she kind of threw him under the bus like, I'd like to hear his excuse. <laughs> it's just sitting that's awesome. across like uh-oh <laughs> yes the question and you're like you know that's right that was a thing that he did <laughs> but is, is it, how you his answer oh, go ahead oh, oh no I'm just... his answer was actually right in line with what i suspected and why i asked the question in the first place it's that when you're doing a quest line that's exploring the point of view of the main character and what the main characters were pressing and resentful of, why not take into account the most vocal resentments of the user base? And mm. those are different in each language. Mm. So, you know, like the the people who complain on the forums are obviously not an equal or representative sampling, but they are a vocal minority. And it's, it's a good opportunity to address that. Mm. And Ishikawa um, liked that answer and liked exploring it openly and it it was good by the end of it i'm glad it reads well it was a little tense in the moment (laughs) yeah why did you take what i wrote and destroy it yes (laughs) i thought uh from the the feedback actually um from those who read the interview a lot of people like this question and getting Mm. the answer for it yeah, I guess kind of appreciated that they took it in that direction. Dark Knight always seems to be a winner, but in the people that um, had questions about it, it was almost always centered on why is Frey so different? Mm. And now so, you know why. So uh, moving on to Coil a little bit, um, I asked when they knew Nail and Louisa were going to come back. Mm. It turns out it was pretty early in the development process. I, I like forcibly blackballed a question about um, Nail and the whole gender fina- mm. fiasco. Like that's it's over. It's done with. I wrote I wrote that Nail in the Coffin <laughs> blog article. I'm never right. gonna let myself out about it again. Yeah. But they knew pretty early that they wanted to use them. They were important characters, and they wanted to find you know kind of that resolution for them. But they didn't expect that Nail was gonna be quite. So, Sean. 
Um, so I don't know if you guys remember, but it was a big thing in the days when Coil was first coming out. There seemed like there were a lot of entrances that we weren't using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember right. uh, Boulder Down singing shards. We actually went to singing shards for a minute. There was like a lot of confusion about did we drop Coil? But it turns out that they just scattered them all over the landscape first and then picked which entrances were going to make the most sense for what they wanted to do later. Because they just, I mean, you needed the pieces everywhere anyway. Yeah. Uh, you just can't get into. Yeah. I asked a question about Crystal Tower because it seems like the labyrinth is older than the tower itself, but we never really explored that in the scenario. We just kind of charged through it and went up the tower. Um, the design features more along the lines of it's an homage to three first and 14 lore second. But the the main visual idea that they wanted to communicate was that almost everything we see of Alog is from very late in the Empire and they were very technological. And they wanted something that showed a little bit earlier that they were very adept with magic too. Hmm. Uh, this led to I a really, question. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I really uh, personally dislike the super bright green, blue, red, neon of the later <laughs> elegant stuff. So uh, it's. I think it's kind of cool that they actually show the evolution into that, but I wish yeah. they'd stayed with the original stuff. <laughs> I was my, hoping my, this big one. Done. I was going to say, my, I think my biggest gripe with just Allegan tech in general is that they reuse the 13 models mm. for some of the uh, <laughs> big things. It's like, it Pulse doesn't Max. go with anything else. Sure. Like, not even close. <laughs> and if it was like early really tech, cool... why did they keep them? All... Why did they keep them? Get rid of them. Bring in the new stuff. I just pretend like... they actually had really cool armor at one point and they fell off. This is when the Allegan started to go green. Uh, the the exterior was biodegradable. And it's just, you know, oh, it's sure. been a while. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I asked a question about working around um, challenges and retconning things. Like, have you ever had to add new lore that got rid of old lore in order to like get rid of an inconsistency or, or make something new or make room for an introduction you wanted? And the most memorable victory for Ishikawa is Coil still. It's like Dalamid was supposed to be a cage and it was supposed to be this like binding for holding Bahamut in place. And finding a way to navigate the coils in a way where you could imagine how it still came together was a really big challenge because they didn't have any visual aids for what it actually was supposed to be at the time. Makes sense. Yeah. But, and you can feel it when you do it, too, because like a lot of the people that I had played coil with were putting a lot of time into trying to figure out how the ships came together, what the ships looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crow, that's, on the other hand... not an easy feat. <laughs> Crow, on the other hand, um, feels like the most memorable one is when he got to introduce Elidibus. He got, like, the first crack at his characterization. Mm. And in that characterization, Elidibus makes, like, this short reference to shadowless, fleshless, formless, what you know about Asians, uh, oh, colors, how you see them, and then how you see them dictates your expectations and your expectations are going to dictate what you see when you look at them. So this all went back to like some uh, mechanical hangups from back in the day. Uh, all the assassins in 1.0 were supposed to be shadowless and Travanche was 
but they told us in our discussion of Travanche, like go back and look for other NPCs that don't have shadows. You might you might learn something. Mm. But it turns out that code was broken. The other people that weren't supposed to have shadows did. <laughs> so I spent I spent hours. I remember and hours, this. Yeah. And hours, like it's just the one dude. All right, all right I'll watch them all again. No, it's still just <laughs> the one dude. <laughs> But it turns out they realized later that was their error. They won't tell me who who any of them were because some, I mean, things have changed. Mm -hmm. I guess one of them yeah. might not be an asset anymore. I don't know. We're just gonna have to leave it. Yeah, I still I still remember seeing Koji at E3 uh, before Realm Reborn launched, and uh, I made the comment of like, I thought Asians weren't supposed to have shadows. These guys all have shadows, and he's just kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the just, problem just is that the, the Roma Born engine doesn't let you turn off one dude's shadow. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. all or nothing. So they had this big hole and like their main part of Asian lore doesn't work at all. So they had to go back and figure out how to get around that. Mm. This is Stupid actually fans being observant. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a jump in the interview here because we deleted a question from the published interview. Mm -hmm. um, after seeing in the panel how much thought she put into her characters and how much backstory there was and how much she knew about them, I thought it might be a good time to ask about one of the characters she made because it was an interesting kind of fact revealed in the timelines. If the Rogues Guild appeared right when the Thieves were disbanded and Jack, the Rogue Guildmaster, is currently 27. He became their guildmaster at 13 because it says explicitly he's their first guildmaster. Right. So I asked this question and there was like kind of a pause and Ishikawa was like, I don't think that's true. And Crow was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're starting to think about it and they're like, oh. So you see the, hmm. the wheels the wheels turning for a minute and she's like, Well I actually I do I have this whole timeline for him, but I I might not have provided all that, you know, that that fluff to them. And there might have been an assumption made that it was one event right into another and you know, we're just gonna get back to you on this. There may be new revelations about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so we'll see. You know, it's 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 one of those things we didn't Put it in in the uh, in the written review, but uh, we did want to mention it. Um, we'll be definitely uh, looking to do a follow up uh, at some point. So hopefully we'll have all that info about Jack then. So he stumped the teacher. <laughs> and the final question was: I knew it was a bit of a risk because we hadn't talked to Crow or Ishikawa before. They have a different personality than Koji. They don't know how you know we joke or running memes. But you know, there are some questions on Will that are just so important. <laughs> they need to be answered. <laughs> I can't not. And it was a double risk too because we'd had a couple of questions go sideways like right before this. So we had like the Dark Knight tension and the Jack error. But. You fight the good fight, and you ask what needs to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, the goalposts in the game for what is survivable have have moved recently. We've seen a couple people in, as of 4.0, have survived things that once upon a time we would assume there's no way they could have survived that. 
they must be dead, but they've come back. So really, looking into the past, can we really feel confident in saying, and Crow's like staring lasers into me at the moment, can we really say with certainty that Gaius von Balesar is dead? And I, I barely left my mouth before he was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> we're done. We're, we're done talking to you. This is... Gets that leaves. So Ishigawa, Ishigawa was Storms laughing out of the room. at me. Ishigawa mm -hmm. was laughing at me, and he's like, oh, no, come on. We're so tired of hearing <laughs> So Ishigawa is just like, we understand that a lot of people have been talking about this. It's a big discussion. We get asked a lot. We're going we're gonna to find a resolution to this someday. And Crow's like, isn't it better to just have that mystery there? Can't you just let it be? And I'm like, oh, God, I just killed him. Oh, I just killed him. Oh, no. <laughs> You looked in the box. Now he's going to actually be dead. <laughs> and Ishikawa actually turned it on me. She's like, what do you think of Gaius? Like, do you want him to be alive? I'm like, oh, no. I don't want to talk about this openly and seriously. They're going to kill me. You know what happened is you asked the question and Crow was like, well, you know, he was alive, but now he's not. <laughs> <laughs> dead now. <laughs> all because of you. See, because what, what actually happens is after all that, that stuff happens at the, the Praetorium, Gaius is alive and he's walking, trying to get back to the troops, and he gets trampled by a moose. Oh, no. <laughs> it's this very, Which, very until random, very unfortunate. have not existed in Aorzea. We don't know the name of the, noose, <laughs> of the moose. This do. is an anonymous moose that just happened. <laughs> what gets me is that... Now that the Praetorium scenes are mandatory, like you have to watch them. Oh, I noticed, gosh. yeah. I noticed the other day that it's really actually kind of funny because, like, Ultima blows up. He goes flying out of the back. He's landing on the ground. He reaches out to you like the people need a strong leader and collapses, and he's motionless. And then, as he's motionless, Ultima explodes right on his face. It's just like this big, bright blue explosion, and he's still lying there motionless. La Habrea comes back, makes fun of him. Ha, ah, weak, pathetic, still lying there motionless. You fight La Habrea, you leave, and if they left it there, no one would be like, well, obviously he's alive. But no, he gets up and starts shambling away. Yeah. <laughs> after all of that, after even taking the bright blue explosion to the face, he's shambling away and he's like, so my conquest ends. And I'm just sitting there like, and, and what's beginning? What's beginning? Camera cuts away. Conquest two. <laughs> Camera cuts away mid-explosion. He's still standing. And now all of these Gaius lives jokes are stuck in my head. Like, well, maybe. You know, it, it's it's what's going to happen. We're going to go to FanFest November. And it's going to be Final Fantasy XIV 5.0. Gaius Conquest two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That's the name of the expansion. Oh, no. Oh, I've just gaslit myself i'm like actually i kind of would like to see him fight Varus now <laughs> i mean right they've got to hate each other so yeah absolutely or or we you know we go somewhere in garlemald and we just find him under a bridge with a beard just just living under a bridge i, li I, I liked it because we talked about that with koji and he's you know koji's mox he's like you did this to me like <laughs> yeah. i think that'd be great and we don't know it's guys for like half the main scenario right it's just some random homeless dude with a beard that's been helping us out then he's like oh by the way I'm they already guys. did that with uh sid 
Yeah. No, but we we no, not really. Yeah. We knew it was Sid the whole time. I mean, he just did, he just but... forgot who he was. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Please, please. Look <laughs> I'm so glad you a, asked this question. Please look forward to a resolution on Gaius, and if the brick falls on, he's dead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I almost want to see him if he is dead. I want to, I want to know that it's because he got trampled by an anonymous moose mm. that was just roaming the countryside. I think they do think of him as dead. I mean, even back to, yeah. to be serious about it, even as far back as 2014, Yoshida was like, "Well, I'm really against bringing characters back from the dead," which in 2018 is a hysterical comment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, generally, it shows the yeah. thought process on Bale's art. It's you know, and it's it's interesting though, seeing the way that they've handled some stuff. Like, you look at the lore book, um, and one of my favorite things about the lore book when it came out is is the people are talking about like, well, that's not right, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, this is what Aorzean scholars believe. Right. That's you know, that's the point of view that this book is written from. Right, and Aorzean um, scholars have been mistaken in the past. They're obviously mistaken right, about correct, half of the right. It entries. was a really good way yeah. to kind of you know save themselves if they did want to change something. Well, those scholars were misinformed, and mm -hmm. it's a nice easy way to do that. And I think you know you look at um, when when Palace of the Dead first came out, right? You have some of these characters that show up in the Palace of the Dead, and of course, Gaius is missing. He's not included in that, which maybe they just didn't include him. Maybe they're like, maybe possibly we'll use him again. This is we a don't, two, we don't know. This is a two pronged point too, because number like part one, someone asked Yoshida specifically this question, and he didn't say nah, he dead. He he just pointed out the logical <laughs> fallacy. Pointed out the logical fallacy of assuming that everyone who doesn't appear in Palace of the Dead is alive right. when really right. you can only conclude that who did appear is dead right. we sidestepped that and then they made the dark knight quest which has the same characters all come back gaius is still missing and they knew we noticed last time mm -hmm. yeah. so i i started cracking jokes that there's like this this shadow panel that gets together every patch and they decide <laughs> who's going to make an obscure reference to balezar and how can they best word it to raise my blood pressure <laughs> And I walk into Eureka, and the guy up front in Eureka is like, oh, I heard this rumor about a guy who led everyone into their, well, not guy, but a person who led everyone into the Praetorium, and they faced down Von Balesar. I'm like, okay, why are you mentioning a boss from like three years ago on right. the other side of the world? They just, they want and, you to remember who that was, just, you know, for no reason whatsoever. It's not like... And faced down, out. really? That's that's your that's your verb. That's your verb. Faced down. That's what we're gonna go. No, I'm like I'm yeah. I'm like no, I'm not gonna fall for it this time. I'm not gonna think about bales at all. I'm putting this out of my head. I walk <laughs> out the door, and the first mob is Black Wolf. I'm like motherfucker, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that if we go to Fan Fest and the reveal is like this trailer with a narrator, and then it pans out, and it's like. Balsar looking at Garlemald on a cliff or something, I may need to make sure I have an extra pair of pants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Two new jobs. Both are gun-something wielders. You know, Nero will teach oh. us one. Gaius will teach us the other, and it's great. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> just redo the battle system. Just gun everything. Scholar gets yeah. a gun tome. Uh, you know, like, just, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. The machine at the gun gun. Yeah. Yes, the gun Dude, gun. I, I'm all I'm all about that gun gun. Yeah. 
Can I get a gun on my carbuncle? Now, now my question is: Gunbuckle is will 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 there be will there be will they go back and add gun weapons to previous content? So, like, if I beat Ultima Weapon, like the Ultimate Ultima Weapon, and get a weapon from that, will it be w, a gun? W, gun. W. The Ultimate Ultimate Weapon Weapon the is a gun. Ultimate gun. Ultima Gun Weapon Weapon. Yeah, just keep going. A gun weapon because it's for machinists. Yeah. Oh God, no! Machinist is going to have a gun, a flamethrower, a grenade launcher, and another gun. <laughs> it's like you just you shoot the gun, and then the bullet also shoots another bullet. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. Just no. Mm-hmm. Even, no even in fourteen, you get to be Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. So that that was the the interview. Mm. Um, was there anything else? I think that was the last. No, it should be point, it. right? So um, definitely make sure to to go check out the full write up on that uh, at our website gamerscape.com. Make sure to go watch the panel. Um, really super interesting stuff. Mm. Um, and and hopefully we'll see uh, more uh, from Ishikawa-san and uh, John Crow in the future. So uh, next up. Uh, because it has been a while since we've done an episode, um, most people have, talk, have uh, talked about Eureka to death at this point. But we haven't yet, so we're going to talk about Eureka. Yeah. Um, a little bit of hands-on uh, and some stuff. And I think the the first point I wanted to mention, um, getting into it day one, and then, you know, get obviously, right, with new patch content, everyone's jumping in and doing it. But I thought it was really interesting um, how the meta for Eureka changed, like, just over the span of, like, three days. Mm. Because you get in, and you, like, you, I feel like it was understandable, like, how the developers intended you to play mm-hmm. <laughs> Eureka, right? Like, you have, okay, here's an area, you can go from, like, level 1 to 20, there's, like, 20 NMs, and, you know, you can, there's mobs that pop them and stuff, so it's like, okay, you get into a similar leveled group, you camp, and you do this, and you kill the NMs as they pop, um, and then by day three, but then everyone's again, no. just running around together, just killing everything in mass. Yeah. Um, Love I would have, I would have loved computers. to have been like a, a fly on the wall of Yoshida's office during <laughs> these first couple of days with Eureka, you know, like, are they just like, Oh, we didn't think about that. All right. Are they going like, why are they doing it this way? Oh my gosh, this isn't what we wanted them to do. Like, I, you know, I would have loved me, day one felt like. Are you sure you missed Final Fantasy XI? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then by day three, it was by day three, it was just like, oh god, it's if every Hunma was in Northern Thanalan. <laughs> yeah, see, it's it's interesting, and I can remember uh, talking with some people for like the first day and a half or so, because everyone, a lot of people, I think, were expecting something eleven-ish, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the problem is is that, yeah, you can try and mimic certain things from it, but the problem is, th- th- what it comes down to is 11 and 14 are extremely different games. Um, and I think, f- funny enough, when you get away from the probably intended play style of, of parties and, and you know camps and stuff like that, and you go into the NM train, that's kind of when it feels slightly more 11, because the prob- one of the biggest problems that uh, 14 has had, and this was back from when like 1.0 alpha started is there's not a lot of time to talk 
to like type in messages and stuff. Um, whereas in 11, it was a much slower combat system and people, you know, you, it was a lot easier to, to, to chat and stuff in parties. Whereas in 14, it's like you get in, nobody says a word and you just you run your rotation. Right. Hmm. But now that you're now that the group is doing this kind of NM train method, it's not as, um, you don't have to have that same kind of like focused mentality where it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to get my rotation right. It's just like, we have like a, we have 144 people fighting this one mob. It's okay if I like type for a minute. And of course now right. we have like a thousand bear Watch puns. Watch a movie, make a random, sandwich. <laughs> random other stuff in shout chat. Yeah. But um, I think in that regard and just in, in terms of just people like really talking and stuff, I think that felt more like 11 than what the original mm-hmm. concept would be that didn't really allow a lot of talking. But of course, uh, you know, while we're on the subject of 11, there is a bunch of 11 nostalgia in Eureka. Um, you can get a scorpion harness from Circuit. You can get Strider boots from Simurg. You can get the Emperor's hair pin from the Emperor of Anemos. Um, there's a Fafner you can fight that drops a minion. The minion has a riddle. Uh, the You can fight the um, Lord uh, of Anemos. Lord of, I was trying to think of the, yeah, the Lord yeah. of Anemos, which is a Kraken, which mm-hmm. drops the Prince of Anemos minion, which has Kraken clubs on it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, cool little 11 nods. Um, mm-hmm. in terms oh, there's of a little just, like, uh, the Mithra, too. The oh, Mithra minion. Yeah, yeah the yep. Mithra minion. Yep. So it's, it's I mean, in, in regards to that, like, that's cool. But there's it's definitely, a, it's not. The little uh, tidbit in the description for the Mithra that's like, ancestors of Makote and you're like oh yeah there is yeah it goes further too and it talks about how like um you know some people believe that the ancestor of Makote is better or something like that right it kind of plays off that thing um some of the dialogue on the minions is really good too Mm. and I can't remember what Fafnir I remember getting a good laugh out of because it's it's talking about the the sword I'm gonna have to like look this up while while we move on um does somebody want to talk about the uh, the elemental wheel and stuff real quick? Sure. So uh, it's it's got the six six mm-hmm. elements, and uh, it's pretty idiot proof. Honestly, you select the mob you're gonna fight, and uh, it tells you basically what the element of the mob is. If you didn't notice the giant thing above its head, and mm-hmm. has a little shield in the little circle with that, where your um you would put your match sight. We just circle it around. Um, and then it, the one that it is weak to has a little sword in it. So it's very, very uh, idiot proof. And yeah. uh, the thing that I thought was really nice about it is you can click it either mouse wheel and it'll go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, as long as you keep clicking it and don't let it settle in one place for too long, you can keep clicking it until it's in the right place and you don't lose a charge because you right. uh, slowly over time get five charges of being able to change it during battle. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all there is to that, I think. Yeah. Uh, you add your yeah. Magicite as you get them. I think we have five right now at yeah. max. And the meta has become to just put them all into one so that you have the max in the one and uh, spin that move around. it around to the right place. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so... The the wind up Fafnir description when you open up the the minion uh, stuff. 
Why the scholar who crafted this mechanical marvel felt that an already deadly dragon need carry a sword, and a legendary one at that, remains unclear. When questioned, he simply refused to alter the design and began muttering something about drop rates. <laughs> Actually, oh, okay. grateful for that. It finally moves mounds and minions a little closer to kind of like the pseudo cannon bubble of like certain oh, yeah. crossover events and stuff. So you don't have to take everything literally anymore. Like yeah. if, if if we didn't have one that talked about drop rates, I would be much more afraid of the one that talks about Mithra. Yeah. Do you know that's going to lead to like a hundred questions in the forums? Oh, Actually, yes. this is Vonatiel. <laughs> Always. Oh boy, it's not Evilies. They were right when they said that. Yeah, but you know. Um. So in 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 Eureka, one of the big kind of staples of it is as you fight, um, you'll get uh, the crystals um, from like normal mobs. You'll get the uh, the protein crystals, and then from the fates, you'll get um, a big nice bulk reward of anemos crystals, which can be exchanged for protein crystals. There's like an RNG thing. Um, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. It takes a really long. Like, well, they've improved. A, I've it. sat there button mashing. Yeah. Have they? I haven't been. Yeah, there they for put a in. Little, you can change them in ten and fifty at a time now. Yeah, oh. although you well, then... you kind of lose because you roll once on the range table. So mm. theoretically, you know. You know what maybe... though? Like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're watching a movie, maybe click one at a time. If you have like yeah. you know two minutes to do this, fifty at a time. Just mass, yeah, because numpad zero. It is confirmed. Just keep pressing it. Yeah, forever. that that's like, what I was do doing it. with mine. I mean, and I yeah. I did that with probably two thousand plus of these tiny oh, yeah. loot boxes. <laughs> exactly. And it and it's funny because um, <laughs> after the first pass, the first patch they actually put the uh, the appra- an appraiser NPC outside of Eureka, which is really nice. Mm. Um, so that, that way you don't have people taking up room in the instance just for appraising lockboxes. Right. Um, but because of my inventory, like I had a decent amount of room in my inventory, but you know, after like five minutes of spamming numpad zero, it would fill up. So then I'd have to, I'd take the aetherite, go to the, the stalls, NPC all my crap, go back, appraise more and just repeat and repeat. I actually made a quite a bit of money off of that. I don't know if they realized how much gill is getting created for the game. Mm. Off of people NPC and loot bo- or lockbox stuff. Yeah, because if you know the the what is it the clear demi materia three those go for like was it five k ten k like something. Mm. Decent. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, elegant pieces you have too. I actually yeah, um, then... sold a lot of the Anemos like gear that mm. looks like uh, can't think of the names, but it's previous gear uh, mm. that you can actually die now. I yeah. sold that on the market board. Uh, for you know, twenty gill a pop, but that's more than vendoring it for five. So yeah, yeah, that was one of the funny things too, because I remember when they, that was a big thing. People were like, we need to be able to sell some of this crap that we're getting. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. Well, of course, yeah. Everybody knew that they were changing the loot table. Everyone was saving their boxes, and now all this stuff is worth like nothing on the mm, market yeah. board. Um, and you still can't sell like the stuff that people really want. <laughs> like, yeah, let us sell, let us sell the T Rex mount, let us sell the Red Mage Barding. Um, but no, instead like you get to, to sell um... the random glamour gear that everybody literally gets like thirty of. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to be able to desynth it. Like uh, yeah, one of my yeah. desynths yeah. is leather, and most of the gear is leather. And Weaver, yeah, I feel, and a I feel like they things. can put a rare mat in there, like with something that's just mm-hmm. way more expensive than they intended it to be, like um, frosted glass lenses were for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, 
I have a, a theory that I kind of hope doesn't happen. Uh, a purposefully didn't make it desynthable this time because next time you're gonna have to desynth it to get something to make oh, your no. next weapon. Oh no! You I hope it doesn't up. happen, but yeah, no, <laughs> no. you shut oh, up, no. <laughs> From your mouth to no one's ears. <laughs> I will have none of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Either way, um, uh, it's weird to yeah. me that it's not desynthable, because I yeah, would just send all the crap into one stack of leather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be curious to see, too, um, how the next tier of Eureka works. Because, like, you know, again, it's one of those things where how much of it that they plan out is this core system of the crystals and the, the mm. lockboxes in each version... Is it just intended for a Nemos? Like, how is this going to work? How is it, you know, how will that affect potential lockbox tables for the next one if they do that? Um, so yeah, I'll Eureka. be really curious to see. Yeah, is is I think it's an excellent way, though. Um, better than any other way, actually, in the past, big claim, to uh, catch up to current raid tier uh, minimums. Like, because mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. gear that you can get maxing out your antiquated stuff that we got from chests mm -hmm. uh, when you finish your job quest is eye level 350, which is your base minimum you need to start and uh, savage tier rating. Mm -hmm. So it's a, uh, especially if you're willing to sit in Eureka for you know, three hours a day, maybe three days in a row or something, mm -hmm. you can unweather all of your gear uh, for a job, maybe a job and a half and uh, be ready to just go raid. Plus, yeah. uh, think, all of that yeah. gear has uh, five guaranteed material yeah. slots. So right now, I'm actually using the Bard Body. Um, I'm using the Because I can body. throw I, like five you know, it's, it's, crits in there. Yeah, I was complaining a little bit when Eureka <laughs> first came out. I'm like, oh, like this stuff is like lower eye level than like the Tome gear. Like, all right, but I'm actually but if using you're more. Brand new. <laughs> than yeah. I realized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me though, the the Plus best for secondary part about Eureka, jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, secondary jobs. Yeah, the best part for me though is and it's diable. Um, yeah, and it's diable. Uh, is this is this is the relic weapon grind? Yeah, and I think in from that perspective, I think it is the best kind of relic weapon grind that we've had. Just because you're you're doing this content and it's not just one thing you're focusing on. You can get a lot of other stuff as well, and the way that the player base is kind of adapted into this MN train, the NM train method. Uh, it just, it makes it a lot less stressful. It's not like, mm -hmm. Oh, I got to find parties to run all of these old dungeons or I got to farm lights. It's, I'm going to just jump into Eureka just for you know a couple hours, just kill a bunch of crap and whatever. And then you'll get a good you know chunk of progress on your relic weapon. And I think that's great. Which is like, why see what it's like, I'd like to see what it's going to be like when someone comes back a year from now and tries to do it in Glamour. Oh, though. yes. Yeah. That's my other worry. Um, you know, and I think that was my worry day one. And I think maybe that might be why it's so crowded and stuff right now is because everybody is trying to get whatever they need out of it now. Right. Because later on, it's going to be a ghost town. Right. I'm not saying doing... that for sure is going to happen, but I think it's a very strong possibility. Um, and if, if the next year of Eureka has like a requirement of elemental level 20 i can see it making it so that it'll help still have those older areas of eureka have players in them but mm -hmm. i don't know you know how well that's gonna work 
Right. I, mean, I just I grind all my tombstones in there just so I have some backups. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've 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 kept tomes for for a couple weeks just doing Eureka stuff. It's crazy. Mm. I'm actually kind of personally surprised that uh, it's still going as strong as it is. Mm. Is it? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't played in like a week and a half. I've been so behind and busy with other stuff. I don't know. I I probably haven't gone in like four or five days now, but. Um, when I was in there last, it didn't seem to be slowing down at all. That's good because and I again, would it's think hard it, to it, tell. Yeah, because uh, there are different instances. instances. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the other thing too is, um, you know, once people get what they want out of it, why go back? Um, mm-hmm. If you you know, like I've completed all my stuff on Dragoon, I've got all the armor upgraded, I've got the weapon, I've got. You know all the NM drops. I've got the weapon for machinist. I've got a couple body pieces for for machinist. Like at what point do people just stop caring, and then they just don't do that content like at all because there's no reason to go back. Mm. So, well, we'll see. I'm curious. You know, like hopefully it. You know, people that still need to get stuff from it are able to do so without it being too much of a hassle. But, um, yeah. you know, especially with the relic tie-in, I can see them definitely making adjustments later. So fates drop like twice as many anemos crystals yeah. or you know making it somewhat easier to to get it may even uh, come down to later on you're capped out at 20 and you can go and you can pop just the higher tier mm-hmm. um anems with mm-hmm. a party or two of 20s it would take longer yeah. Yeah. longer but you could still I mean, handle the nms they have an easy to and adjust those knob. drop the most yeah crystals yeah I mean, because they could just increase how much damage each Magicite gives you. So you could just go in with yeah. one party and kill everything. Like, they could. Or, I don't or, know if they're going you know, to. The other, the other option, right, is right now in Anemos, you can, you can get to elemental level 20. Um, mm-hmm. But if the next Eureka area lets you go up, can you then enter... Do you get capped when you go back into Anemos? Or could you theoretically go into Anemos at level 40? Yeah. And, then and just literally farm wreck. gear. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't that doesn't help do people it. that are so, are yeah. newer to the content and stuff. But you could like help people, yeah, that way, right? So I don't. It'll be it'll be kind of one of those things where we're just gonna have to wait and see kind of what happens with it. Hopefully, it doesn't go the people way. People are complaining now. Like, Maybe we'll just close it. <laughs> people are complaining now about how quickly notorious monsters die with all of the twenties that are on the trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But later on, when it's just the you know eight to sixteen twenties. Uh, yeah. they're going to be that's... glad that they didn't nerf the Magicite cap thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a very valid point. And I think, again, I think that comes down to the the player base just finding their own way to do the content that wasn't the intended way. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know if Yoshida or the dev team has plans to help kind of get it back to how they envisioned it. Um, mm-hmm. Or if at this point they're just kind of like whatever, just let them do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do. If they like it, just um, let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- you know, it's like the, they're still the doing Bayako it, unlike DM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, well, well DM didn't have a really relic funny. weapon behind it though, so. It's true. Mm-hmm. But the gear was technically better. Yeah, it could be for a patch. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, the um, what was I going to say? Oh my god, it's gone. Words. Yep. Something that amused me, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, how <laughs> angry people were during the first couple of days about people uh, AFKing or just not helping at all. Yeah. 
I, oh, I man. get it. I mean, but I'm it's secretly also, like, still annoyed so at people that quickly. do that. Really? But people, things well, die so quickly. If you try me, and let me, to kill them, let me rephrase that. Your time. If yeah. if if I'm in an NM train, and you're one of the assholes that's sitting on like a two person like Moogle mount, and we're you know everybody is running around killing stuff, and you just see like this giant Moogle mount just sitting there, you're kind of a jerk. Like, look. If you gotta use the bathroom or something, fine, whatever. But if it's like more than ten minutes and you're still sitting there, I would be a yeah, little upset. I definitely. I mean, what's helping kill? Freaking hate mono eyes. Polly is the worst. So I'm helping kill um, mono eyes. I have to go to the bathroom. I run into the room, hide in a corner. I come back and I've been murdered by somebody who decided everybody in that room needed to be murdered by a plantoid. And I'm just like, are you serious? I'm one of the people who's doing stuff right now. Can you leave me alone? Like, yeah. go well, to the bathroom. For me, because I haven't had time to do it, I'm, like, still level 9 or something. But, like, I can't help you on Pazuzu. Like, I'm going to stand in the back, and I'm a red mage, and when you die, I'm going to res you. That's mm-hmm. all I'm doing, because yeah. I can't do anymore. That was my thing when I was a red mage. Like, but yeah. it's, seriously, it's, like, maybe 20 mobs in an area of a certain type, and everybody's trying to kill them. And yeah. there are people who are actively doing it. Not everybody's going to be able to help just because they die so fast. Right. No, like, oh, I totally, I totally agree. But yeah, at least, yeah. at least try instead of just you're like, all right, I'm like watching Game of Thrones while I do it, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. But like, don't, don't just sit on your mount the entire time, yeah. and then you know, occasionally you look well, over and you're like, oh, there's an NM. Now, now I'll get off the mount. And I mean, do something. If you're on a mount, you are of level for all of the NMs. All of them. You can do damage to all of them. So yeah, I get it. If you're on a mount. Like if you're riding on it, like someone's giving you a ride on the two seater, like I'm not, I'm not getting off to try and fight. You know, I don't know Pazuzu because I'm going to get murdered, and I might get raised. <laughs> you know, like it depends on the group. Was... That's yeah, that's and the other party. thing too. I mean, with with as many red mages, there's so many red mages, yeah. and which is which is nice. But at you know at the same time, I think, and again, it comes back to that this this NM train style that the players have adopted. Yeah. It's just you're going to die. That's just the way it is. You're going to get into yeah. these NMs fights, and you're going to die. But the benefit of that is, is you're also going to get raised. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. I mean, um, I mean sometimes the only get The raised. only potential mishap you have on a death is if you're trying to go click a thing for a quest, you know, and the whole train's not on top of you, and you might die. Like, I did that. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go get this this point over by like where Fafnir spawns I'll solo that I got this I played 11 mm-hmm. well I don't have sneaking and invis in this and I died um <laughs> and Maybe so a... pro tip the fans aggro to sound so walk by them yeah walk by the fans oh you um, can walk instead of run is that the uh, trick for uh, the fans same for the same for the coffins so if you're yeah. trying to get that at night just walk right up to it yeah some things Does it work for guys aggro to low too? health and stuff like that I don't know yeah the un- undead will do uh, low health and Which is fun. The sprites I, I, are like I, I magic casts. I'm curious yeah. about the ghost. They're magic that first Quest item at night is surrounded by ghosts. Yeah, and they don't do yeah. anything to you. Yeah, um, maybe it's a different experience because being low level. I think, I think level, ghosts are walk by them too, but I don't remember. Sorry, and, I have to try that. You know, trying to catch up. Like if I'm in a group with like 15 to 20s, I might get raised because they're going to run to the next place. Like that's. That's a little well, bit. See, like, I've, see, here's, I've leveled here's down the other a thing, times though. because of that. Well, here's the other thing with Rika, though. Like, oh, have you really? I haven't leveled down, but I've lost experience all the time because they're chasing the next part of the train. 
yeah, I don't, I don't get why. Like, I, see, I've, I've had the opposite so experience where like everybody will go out of their way to raise people because yeah. they know how much it would suck to to have to give up XP on a death. It, I guess it depends huh. because it's it's because you know the train's going, and if it's Pazuzu, good luck because everyone needs those feathers, you know. Mm. Um, and the only other time I've experienced it is in the higher level areas because they're like. No, I don't want to raise you because then I'm going to get aggro because I can right here. Polly, um, the stupid bomb guy, I don't even know his name. How, how recent was this? Oh, a week ago. Okay, like so, ago. yeah, I think, because, I don't know. And you know, obviously, when I was, you know, I was doing it two or three weeks ago and it was still kind of right. like more new. So I think at this point, yeah, that would, like, I hate to say it makes sense, but yeah, with but, yeah, people it, I mean, more higher levels, they're in there just for Pazuzu. Yeah, it's something to so, expect, you know? Like, that's fine. I get it. I know why it's happening, you know? I just yeah. have to deal with that. But it's like, it would be nice. I don't know. There are so many red mages. It would be nice for a raise, even, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't need to raise achievements. Especially yeah. if more I'm raise achievements. running. Yeah. If I'm running on a path and I see a poor, forgotten, lonely, dead body all by itself, yeah. I don't care if I'm... Uh, <laughs> Putting uh, level three around, we get off the chocobo, pick up the person, they get an yeah, essential yeah. dignity, and then we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I was just talking about the catch up, because like, mm -hmm. man, it's gonna get harder and harder. You know. Yeah. No, I I totally agree, and I think that's that's why so many people um, that want to do relic this phase are just so adamant about getting in their day one and just getting it done. Right. Because I mean, it's. It's one of those things where, um, you know, everyone's doing it, and so it's easy to find groups to do it with. But even with with Eureka especially, though, because of the way that it works, it's not just like, oh, you could duty roulette or, you know, just duty find, you know, something and get a party. It might take a little bit, but with Eureka, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you get into an instance by yourself, that's going to be a little challenging. Or even if you yeah. don't get it into an instance by yourself... You know, as we get further away from from the release, it depends on how many people are in there, what those people's objectives are. I, you know, I don't know if you're gonna get, you know, three months from now if you'll go into a Nemos and you'll have twenty people trying the NM train. I don't know if that's gonna be a no. thing. I don't know, you know, how that that meta is gonna evolve once we get away from this this kind of launch window. Get in while the getting is good, because <laughs> yeah, it won't always. Ex exactly. Be. Exactly. <laughs> I like all the different names for Pazuzu. Oh yeah, uh, Panini is pretty popular. Mm. Oh, it's, I'm really it's like my favorite is like, Pazuzel. So good, Pazuzel. You hungry? Mm. Pazuzel. <laughs> uh, people will say things like, uh, "Has the Panini been cooked?" <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's almost as good as the bear puns. Yeah, it's hard to beat the bear puns though. So many good bear puns. Mm. I like when there's a, a person in an instance just all of their time is focused on making puns about every single notorious monster we're trying oh, to spawn. Goodness, yeah. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. We should do like a pun contest for, for Eureka mobs when uh, the next one comes out. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. We should we should I'll, I'll talk to I'll talk to management and we'll we'll figure this out. We've been wanting to do another contest, we'll see. Yes. We're, uh, um, we're airing grievances. So I just mm -hmm. wanna say I'm mad you can't tie the glow. Oh yes, oh. yeah. Oh, that's fair. Oh, when we first saw them, and it was kind of a rumor that you might be able to. I was so happy. Uh, 
one day. Maybe. I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. Maybe maybe with the last uh, the last uh, phase or whatever. I think it's yeah. just a challenge to to prepare like a particle effect, like a glow, to have mm -hmm. that much versatility to it and have it still function mm -hmm. as intended. Like it did seems it... like it'd be a lot of work, so I'm not getting my hopes up for it yeah. Like, yeah, ever didn't, again. Yeah, um, and I, I may be misremembering, but didn't um, like the A4S weapons have like a global die or something? Swarms. Or wasn't there some kind of a color on that, like a glow or something that? Oh yeah. Um, I'm remembering specifically like the summoner book because it was made out of crystal or something. You could dye that part and it kind of glowed a little bit. Like it had some, it didn't have like a glow, glow, oh, okay. like super particles, oh, okay. but like yeah. it gave off light. If I remember I correctly. See. Might have been a different kind of right. then instead of the, the normal kind of relic-y particle-y. Yeah, but it did glow thing. in that color when it was activated, you know? Gotcha. Just... Mm -hmm. I just feel like the majority of players at this point kind of have a, a color palette that they stick to for their character and sure. their glamours. Mm -hmm. And green always clashes. <laughs> I'm always green, and it never looks right. Sadly, <laughs> posit it in the retainer. Yeah. <laughs> to the glamour dresser with ye. Um <laughs> uh... But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much everything we wanted to talk about for Eureka. I think so. I think we hit all the the points. Uh, real quick here before we sign out for this episode, a couple of announcements uh, for those of you that use Discord. Um, we have some unfortunate news. Um, if you knew about the Gamer Escape command in Discord, which is like further segmenting down the group of people that this relates to, uh, <laughs> we have had to stop. Uh, that slash gamerscape command for discord um it was being used very very maliciously um if you visited our website over the last few months and you noticed some slowdown um yeah so that's that's gone unfortunately this is why we can't have nice things mm -hmm. uh, people were abusing it so um yeah sorry guys um, a lot of people um use something called Kapobot, i believe for their Discord things, and yeah. uh, there are similar functions uh, to playing up gamerscape things on there. So if you don't, if you're gonna miss that, use Kupobot. It also has a thing that tells you when Pazuzu's up. Yeah, although you can still ask. That's fine. Everybody loves that. Pazuzu. Yeah. I mean, worst case mm -hmm. scenario, just just go to our website in a browser. Yeah. That works. Use that to search. It's a it's a valid method. Um, also, <laughs> this coming weekend uh, on April twenty first, uh, I will be up. At KupoCon in Vancouver, uh, mm -hmm. I will be there with uh, Mr. Happy. We're going to be doing uh, a panel about 14. Uh, we'll open it up to some Q&A and stuff. So uh, if you're going to be there, I hope to see you there. Come say hi. Um, if not, they just actually, uh, while we were recording, uh, they just put up um, a new kind of like last minute uh, ticket tier. If you are in the area, um, you can... Uh, get one of those and, and attend the event. Um, mm -hmm. Also, on April 22nd, it's going to be a busy weekend for me, oh, April man. 22nd, uh, the Eorzean Symphony Preview live stream, Journey to the West, will be broadcasted uh, 9 p.m. Pacific. There will be live translation. Koji will be there. So if you want to look at uh, the orchestra concerts, uh, tune in for that. I'm sure that'll be really cool to check out. Mm. And that'll do it for this episode of Aetherite Radio. 
if you would like to contact the show, you can email us, gamer8thrateradio uh, at gamerscape.com. You can hit us up at Twitter, at 8 Radio, at Gamerscape, Facebook, at Gamerscape. Uh, come join our Discord, discord.gg slash gamerscape. And uh, that's it. That's the whole thing. All right. So, thank, I'm hit the thank you very much. Hit the button. Thank you very much to to Aldino, Nidra, and uh, another big shout out to Amro for joining us and getting that awesome interview done uh, in Boston last week. And uh, we will see you here next time. Bye. Bye. What?